Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and tonight I am joined by Otis. Hello. And Greg. Howdy ho. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number four, Candy Cane Lane. So this bad boy is a farm fresh Christmas movie directed by one Reginald Hudlin. I did not know that name, and I had to look up some of the movies he did. Uh, the Great White Hype, The Ladies' Man, Serving Sarah. I actually don't know that one. Oh, it's got um Matthew Perry in it and Elizabeth Hurley. Ooh, that's nice. Now, Mr. Hudlin, he actually wrote the series of Black Panther from 2005 to 2008, which included the storyline Bride of the Panther. That's oh, when, that's the best one. That's when Black Panther got married to Storm. Uh, it is so good. It's good shit. It's good shit. Uh, absolutely amazing list of movies and shows and stuff like that. And he went off to make a very, I'll say it's cool. I liked it. There's a cool Christmas movie, Candy Cane Lane. This film stars a lot of people. Amazon got all the money to crack out to do this one. So Eddie Murphy is the dad, Chris Carver. Tracy Ellis Ross, that's the daughter of Diana Ross. And in tons of shows, she was in Girlfriends and Blackish. Uh, Black an amazing actress in her own right. She is the wife, Carol. And then we have uh, Geneva Walton. She's Joy. And Thaddeus J. Mixon, he's Nick. And then Madison Thomas is Holly Carver. Jillian Bell from Workaholics. She is the villain of this story. She's Pepper. Uh, the name gets bigger later. And then we have a few uh, figurine people that move around. So we got Nick Offerman, Chris Red, and uh, Greg and I, our girl, Robin Thede. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, David Allen Greer is Santa Claus in this bad boy. Yeah, earlier, someone said Black Santa, and it made me laugh because a lot of usually black films, they'll have like, they'll talk about Santa Claus being black. But there was actually a, uh, a figurine or a picture in the movie, and it was a black Santa. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then later on, David Allen Greer popped up, and he was Santa Claus. Uh, tons of really funny people in this movie. So, Katie, uh, what did you think about Candy Cane Lane? I really, really liked this movie. It is very rare to find a Christmas movie now that is completely original and isn't just like a rehash of some other Christmas story that we've seen a bunch of times or a modernization or a retelling of a Christmas carol or whatever. And this movie was completely different. Like there's a slight bit of um, like shout outs to other films but it's not a complete remake of anything else. It's not a shot for shot. It's not a redo. It is a completely different story um, with a true villain, which is rare to see in a holiday film. Usually the villain is like, oh, well, this person just doesn't like Christmas or, you know, they don't like giving gifts or, you know, they had a bad childhood. So they're angry and grumpy and like, this movie actually had a true villain. It was this fucking elf who was disgruntled. And that is kind of rare. I've only seen a couple of other movies that have had that that kind of same idea throughout. And yeah, this movie was fucking great. And the soundtrack was fire. Um, 
I loved it. Great. It was it was a it was a solid movie. It was very solid. Um, would I necessarily go back to it again every year in the holiday season? I don't know yet. But then again, that's practically every holiday film for me for the most part. But I thought <laughs> it was I thought it was very solid. Uh, going into it, I thought considering the cast, I thought it had potential to be good with uh with uh, a decent amount of laughs, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. Maybe not necessarily an instant classic, but for what it was, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I mentioned this a couple of years back when we w- reviewed Jingle Jangle, but I feel like, and I'm kind of a neophyte when it comes to a a deep catalog of Christmas films, but I feel like that Christmas films center around black leads and black families are starting to branch out as far as the uniqueness of a plot as opposed to just, I don't know, just internal strife within a family from start to finish and that's it so i I really i i i enjoy that we're starting to see more and more branching out when it comes to black christmas films and the cast delivered it certainly delivered it's funny this movie is what two hours it's 120 minutes some parts it it felt like it was well paced and in a lot of spots it felt rushed especially at the end where, you know, obviously the bad guy is going to try to cheat. And the bad guy, like, adds a caveat to everything. And I'm like, God damn, something else they got to deal with? I'm like, shit, this movie's gone on forever. It it felt like they were dealing, or they they put together multiple stories. Because this story could have been just a, a sweet thing about a dad, an overbearing dad, dealing with Christmas and his kids moving and a kid not wanting to go to a certain school. That could have been a straight movie by itself. And him being just an absolute mess with decorations and then they added the i guess supernatural the magical angle to it too and i don't know both sides seem to have gotten enough time to marinate the subplots of all the kids um they were brought into the forefront but it was real quick like everything got solved real fast and it makes sense but it felt weird. This movie was two hours and was still rushing in spots. The central conflict seemed to have, I don't know, a few too many layers to it. Yeah. Slash wasn't necessarily explained in the best way. Yeah. And it's weird. A great villain, but I don't know. It felt, it felt like the stakes weren't that scary. And it might just be because it was a comedy. But Eddie Murphy never looked that like worried about the whole situation. I don't know. It was... Just weird. It might just be Eddie Murphy. Just he's got a silly face. Well, so. He knew he could win. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't he that was worried o- about it. He was it. overconfident. Yeah, and kind of cocky yeah. about being able to defeat the curse. Thing. Yeah, Pepper. But at points, the family just moved Pepper out of the way. Pepper was not like an actual scary thing. They're like, get my way. She was like, oh, <laughs> and they would talk to each other. I was like, Pepper ain't scary at all. Well, the magic was scary, but the actual elf was not. Yeah, which is weird. You know, they could have. I don't know, an evil magic thing could have came out. It, It's, I get why they set the movie up the way it is, because this is very much a movie you can watch with your kids. Uh, I, what they, they say ass, I think. I don't remember. Yes. The yeah. daughter did. Yeah, the daughter did, yeah. Yeah, but that's probably the worst. Uh, a lot of curse words. There were multiple times where people were ready to say the F word. And then, oh, pentatonics would come in and sing, you know, fa la 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 and block it out. Fleeced. Yeah. Uh, so they were trying their best to make sure that this movie was good for families to watch mm-hmm. and kids and stuff. And sometimes with kids movies, there's no real fear there, though there are kids movies 
like what Black Cauldron. There's some scary ass kids movies out there. I'm like, damn, this is kind of wild, you know. But no, I I enjoyed this movie. Uh, like I said, I love seeing Eddie Murphy in movies. There was a chunk of time where he made some not good movies. They were kind of poopy, honestly. Uh, Pluto Nash, I think, is still on the list for like worst movie ever. Like, period. Worst movie ever. Um, but it, I still love the guy. And it's cool to see him in a dad situation. You know, when he was young, he always played the lovable playboy and stuff. But the second he got old enough, he's like, no, nah, I'm just a dad and everything. Just I don't even want to try to play and be like, oh, I'm cheating and doing all this. He's just just going for the, I don't know, the right image. But the family was fun. I enjoyed him. Everything was pretty cool in this movie. It just felt the, the plot just felt a little hectic and kind of mixed up. So there was actually a review from Empire, the what magazine, online magazine mm-hmm. company. And they said that this movie was a mix of It's a Wonderful Life and Drag Me to Hell. So Drag Me to Hell is a movie we did a couple of months ago where this girl gets cursed and it's her just running around trying to figure out how to stop said curse. And a lot of crazy things happen. And I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it kind of because he was cursed as cursed as shit. But it wasn't like really scary curses, but it, it was fun. And it seems like reception wise, majority wise, people enjoy it. It's been out for shit. Four days. Three. Three. Three days? Uh, yeah, three days. Yeah, so it seems like the overall feel of it is pretty fun. So, like I said, keep it coming, Eddie. Please keep making movies. So, I was actually curious about Candy Cane Lane, because I don't think the movie... Well, no, the movie says that it's in California, close to USC. But I was curious if there was a Candy Cane Lane. But apparently, the official Candy Cane Lane is given to the 200 block of Summer Street and Dubois Town in Pennsylvania. So apparently they decorated for Christmas from Thanksgiving to the, what the hell is the epiphany? Oh, the baptism of Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck day that is. Never heard of it. Oh, January 6th. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking weird. Do not edit that out. (laughs) Sometimes internationally it's used as january 19th damn that's really far like that christmas is done man by the like the second of january get that shit down but anyway so apparently candy cane lane in pennsylvania they they go hard for but, christmas but there's a bunch of them around the united yeah. states that do that like i know there's another one in california because they there's there's this spot in somewhere in la where they do like um there's a bunch of houses that all end up on the same um like light show like one oh, yeah. one of the people in the neighborhood like does light shows like that's his job and he sets up he links all the neighbors like they all pitched in and bought the same fucking lights and he pitched in and programs a light show for the entire that's neighborhood really cool. um i know there's a bunch of those cuz they have like done tv shows they do like youtube competitions and stuff of people's lights like they're all over the place. Like we have one here in town. Yeah. Uh, we have a Christmas tree lane. There's a candy cane lane in Clovis. There's a there's yeah. a bunch of different ones all around town, like places where you can go where the whole neighborhood goes all out. Yeah. So I don't know if this one was the first one, but they've been doing it since 1957. So it is old as balls. So um, it seems Fresno's like this is older. Oh, cool. Well, Christmas tree lane is from. 
next year's their 100th anniversary oh, so turn up 99 years well, they should flop their dick in pennsylvania and tell them we've been doing it longer <laughs> maybe just the name of christmas tree lane oh because it's different not candy cane yeah lane. they own yeah. it hell i don't so uh, like I said, you can find this bad boy on Amazon, and it runs for 120 minutes. So uh, I don't know for kids; they'll probably, I don't know, zone out at some point, run around. Two showings. Yeah, I'm just thinking about kids. They're like ha ha ha, and they run off. So, but I would say give it a shot. So we'll get started on this bad boy and talk about our least favorite things or characters of this movie. So we open up with Chris Carver. What a crazy name. Um. He loves handcrafting decorations, and he is very what? Because he's a carver. Yeah, <laughs> they were very little. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In college, I had a buddy named Chandler, and he told me that Chandler is um. I think he made candles. That's what that name means. And I was like, that's weird. I forget that names back in the day meant what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> so he. Every year, he's pumped for the local neighborhood Christmas decoration competition, but he's never won because his next door neighbor, this some bitch, has the most, I guess, legit is won four years in a row, but it's the most inflatable, crazy. We could say mediocre. <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind that that one. I'm like, he's like carving stuff, hand carving stuff, but apparently, hell, I don't know. Um, I guess inflatables are cool. Inflatables and loud music. That's what gets people going. Apparently. No appreciation for craftsmanship in California, apparently. That's Lies. fucking weird, man. I I didn't get it, but uh, they needed some type of conflict. So he is very jelly, and this year he's going to win. Chris is like, I'm going to do it this year. Unfortunately, he gets to work, and he finds out that he got laid off because what half of his division got laid off, and he unfortunately was in the half that lost their jobs. Uh, it felt like he was a higher higher up in his company. Uh, but boy, no. They said, see ya. Here is a fleece jacket. Get the fuck out. So uh, he's sad heading home. His wife, Carol, she is, I don't think she's the manager at her job. It's weird. Like, she got the job, but I don't think she owns that building, right? Mm-mm. So she was just working there. I think she was just a higher up. Well, she was like a supervisor of that specific like factory, but she wanted to be uh she wanted her name thrown in to regional supervisor. Okay. Yeah, it felt weird. I was like watching, I'm like, are you not in charge? But anyway. So Chris is very depressed because he still wants to do this decoration and he's dealing with his kids ready to leave the house. Uh his daughter. She's a track runner, and he's like, yeah, you can go to USC. It's like 20 minutes away, and you come home every night and eat dinner with us. That's where me and your mom met. Because that's cool. That's what college kids want to do. They want to come back home every night. I mean, if it's cheap and you're close enough, yes. In retrospect, and you know, after the fact. But before college, all the kids are like, no, that's stupid, you know. But uh, she is not keen on going to USC. She wants to go to Notre Dame. She says it multiple times. The son, Nick, uh, is a dum-dum when it comes to math. It seems like math is his kryptonite, but he loves music. He is a tuba player in the band. Greg, I'm going to have a question for you about the tuba playing. I don't know if you were looking at the uh, uh, fingering positions or anything like that. Ah, man, honestly, I was not because I'm just 
so over that part of my life that I know <laughs> <laughs> that there would have been a time when I would have watched it for accuracy. But <laughs> what I here's the who's, here's the most accurate thing about the tuba that was presented in there was uh, Eddie Murphy's character spiel his uh, rant on how worthless being a tuba player is. Fortunately for the, his son, he was more than just that. He was a budding producer, clearly, and I guess you could call it DJ as well, but definitely a track producer. So luckily he that he had that going for him because had it been just solely tuba, I mean, <laughs> one of the best lines was whoever, whoever said now introducing on tuba and then says the name. Who says that? Who says that? Yeah. No one says that. No one cares. Yeah, tubas. Yeah. I feel bad. They're 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 needed in everything. You need a bass voice and everything, but no one gives my mother. Rants. My mother needed to hear that rant years and years and years ago because she swore I was going to go on to get a scholarship on tuba. Yeah, be the spare I mean, me. You could have tuba could have, but who would want that life? Losers. <laughs> Tubas get a lot of money. Good for them. I ain't one of them, <laughs> and I was never going to be. <laughs> so, uh, like I was saying. It's a whole lot of issues happening, and Chris feels like everything's just kind of falling apart. So he goes to look for supplies with his young daughter, Holly. Hey, all their names are Christmas based. That's weird. So they head to what Target was the first place? Mm-hmm. They- Wal- no, Walmart. Walmart was the first one because that are well, the first one was super chaotic. And then the last one, the second or third one ended up being Target. I can't yeah. remember the first one was. Oh, yeah. It was like a Walmart, then a Costco, then a Target. Yeah. Walmart was chaotic. To each other. Walmart was chaotic. Costco was empty. Target was fairly chill. Yeah. Target was already on uh, Valentine's Day. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> so Chris was confused. He walked in. He was like, what the fuck? Was like, <laughs> we haven't even got through this year. <laughs> so that tracks. Yeah. It was three days until Christmas. So. Yeah, you're right about that. So Chris and Holly, they actually find this weird Christmas shop just driving. It was like under a freeway. Uh, the best types of shops to go into, I think. No, it's not. Sort of scary things happen. So they go in and they see all these decorations and figurines. This place is legit. Crinkles. Yeah, it looks awesome. And they meet a, what's the word? Host, not a hostess. The owner of it, we'll say. Her name is Pepper. And she tells Chris that, well, what do you want? What's your wish for this whole interaction that we're doing? He's like, I want to win. I want to win this competition because the competition will give you $100,000. I whispered things afterward. I'll tell you what the whisper was later. So $100,000. That's awesome. I can use this money and be, I don't know, I guess financially stable for a little bit. And then I'll, I'll worry about finding a job later. Next month later. <laughs> you know? And spend a lot of that money having the best Christmas with his children, which that seems to be the most important thing in Chris's life. So this receipt, it's crazy long. And he doesn't really want to see the receipt because he realizes he spent a lot of money in this place. So the receipt flies out and Pepper's like, oh, don't worry about all the paper, the the writing mumbo jumbo at the bottom. Fine print. Yeah, just, just sign it. It's all good. And Chris signs that bad boy without reading the fine print. And... As he is taking home this di- gigantic 12 days of Christmas tree, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's a pop-up tree. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I don't know if you ever had them in Texas, but there used to be these fireworks that we would buy every year called pagodas. 
and you it was like a little flat canister just like the tree was in this movie and then you light the little fuse and as you lit the fuse a new layer of the pagoda would pop up and it would pop up from being this like little like four inch disc and then another layer on top would pop up and another layer and another layer until it was just this like full little pagoda it was fucking cool okay so chris gets this bad boy home and that night is the i guess they do a preemptive competition they do a reveal oh okay (laughs) and then they'll vote later okay that's legit you have like they're gonna i basically i think what it was is like they show off everything a few days before christmas Mm. and then you have the next couple of days to vote and then they crown a winner okay gotcha i think so um it's funny my notes say the decoration is a whirling dervish of greatness in lights Uh, legit it just spins like a freak and it's the 12 days of christmas all the way up to the top with a partridge and a pear tree the whole street everyone's freaking out this is legit it is so much more impressive than inflatable land across the street uh it looks like chris is like ready to win and everyone's pumped the next morning all of the birds from the decoration have come to life so we see swans and they are a swimming in the pool in the back and it took me a few seconds to really think about it and i was like oh it's from the song oh oh (laughs) he gets a call on his phone someone calls chris and it was uh damn it how many birds called him four 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 and you hear four voices and they're like hey you better watch out you gotta get the birds and they're like what the fuck does that mean a zoetrope a zoetrope yeah that's what it is when the the tree thing is spinning because it ends up spinning so fast that the the little pictures are moving yes each on each layer Um, that thing looked like it was gonna explode quite frankly it did kind of look like it was gonna explode so that that's one of the running ideas things that happen in the movie nope uh that's why the two kids say that they're great great i can't how many great seven or eight greats uh came up with the first one of the horse riding it was first motion picture and he was the horse rider so that's what zoetrope is so uh, it looks like they have a mission they have to well at first they don't understand and birds are just kind of quietly attacking them so chris and holly uh, holly does not go to school she's at fuck school they head back to the store and pepper is busy with another customer and so they meet the glass figurines and they're actually trapped people by pepper so pepper has made deals like she's like a devil or this is like faust in this bitch and when people don't make it through their deals she snatches their bodies up and turns them into little figurines so there's three little figurines that they meet and so it's pip lamplighter gary and cordelia and so that's like i said nick offerman chris red and robin deed and so they warned Chris that he needs to get all of this stuff done. And he remember remembered the rhyme he heard earlier by eight o'clock on Christmas Eve. That's when you need to get all this done or she'll, I don't know, swallow your soul or I don't know, like Shang Tsung. And then you'll turn into a little figurine too. <laughs> so they learned that Pepper worked for Santa. She was the lot, naughty list judge, but her standards were so ridiculous that she like, well, kind of got fired and left at the same time because they resorted her to cleaning the reindeer stables and she did not want to shovel dookie uh those are words that come from this movie uh, 
David Allen Green says Dookie later. It made me laugh. <laughs> so Chris finds out he has to find the golden rings. And if you're thinking of the song, it's five golden rings. That's what I thought. But they just say golden rings. And I was like, oh, that's sneaky as shit. Before Christmas Eve, or as my notes say, bad stuff will happen. <laughs> as they are leaving, they see two turtle doves on the hood of the car. And Chris grabs the ring. I was like, damn, that was easy as fuck. This is going to be it. This is a cinch, baby. So we see that Pepper and three French hens are at the mom's job causing mischief. Now, Pepper is just, I don't know, a habitual hater. She just, I, it's weird. She doesn't do anything to really destroy things. She's just like, yeah, just fuck with stuff while you're here. I, I, I just want to make their life a kind of a moderate annoyance. And the mom gets her, her I don't know, promotion promotion while having to fight chickens and she's beating the shit out of a chicken that's like in one of the boxes and she like forces the guys to start clapping for it i thought it was hilarious because she was like clapping so they were like yeah i I guess we clap now and i was like yeah (laughs) that's how you trick people it was so awkward (laughs) so after them dealing with the mom and the two turtle doves uh chris he heads back to the store Pepper is out busy, so they break into the store. Chris tells his daughter that, oh, the door was open after he jiggled it for like 30 seconds and kind of broke it open. So they actually grab the miniatures because they say, well, we don't want to see you get turned into a figure like us, so let's help. And maybe if you figure out how to beat her, maybe the the magic will work for us. And I was like, that's reasonable. So Chris tells everything to his family, and instead of saying that you're crazy, Dad, that's not happening. Well, I guess they already saw the shit go down. They realize they need to team up because they need to make it through this. They're still dealing with their little subplots. The daughter, she does not want to go to USC, and she has a relay race happening, a, a track meet, and so she's got to be on her best because there are scouts there and uh, you know chris is like oh oh uh, usc scout eh. and nick says that he had a practice but they're like oh you can skip that and i was like yeah I guess. uh and but everyone needs to stay together so they don't get jumped by birds that seems to be the scary thing that happens right now so they head off to the relay now while they're in the stands one of nick's teachers pops up and says that nick's stupid and he does not math good and nick sees the teacher come up and nick scoots the fuck out so quick my mom would be so pissed if she's like hey it's your teacher i'm like i i gotta go <laughs> just dip into the school it's like where the fuck did he and yeah i got get in trouble later but nick he makes it to the band room and he starts coming up with a song it was like a pretty pretty sweet song and he's playing on his tuba adding like bass lines and stuff and then he sees sees a maid of milking. Seven maids of milking? Eight maids of milking. Eight maids of milking. I really don't like that song. I love that song. <laughs> and Nick is forced to be, I don't know, drowning in milk in that room. I was like, oh my God. So while Nick is fighting a maid that is a milking, the family, they have to deal with 10 lords a leaping. And like one lord has a ring on his necklace and he is in the way of joy as she is doing her race and everybody in this town and this is one of my things i need to add is the seven words people in town don't seem to really give a fuck about 
things. I was like, where's security? They there, there are 10 men on the field attacking this black man. Not even black, attacking this man on the field. They surrounded him with like javelins and he's fighting for his life. And one fucked up the race. That race shouldn't even have continued at that point. Uh, but that seems to be fine with this town. They don't give a shit. So Joy, she like finishes the race and grabs a ring. So when you grab the ring from one of the seven days, of, 12 days of Christmas voices, they turn back into the decoration. So this town has seen actual people turn into 2D cardboard cutouts. Uh, that's fucking weird. But I guess this town is cool with that. Uh, I'd have been like, what the fuck is that? I'd have, I'd have got up out of the stands and pointed. Mm-hmm. If Greg was Greg and Greg's mom were fighting and they turn into cardboard, I'm like, what the hell? And uh, I'd have been I'd been yelling. So that's fucking weird. But yeah, what do I know? Joy, she well, Chris talks to one of the scouts, and you're not supposed to talk to the scouts. They're just yeah, there. He fucked up. They're just there in the back, like, hey, I'm just watching the kid perform so i can maybe call it in and he's like hey you can go to usc and the scout's like well she's not gonna be at my school and it was notre dame because you know she she wanted to go she broke so many rules even though a person was on the fucking field trying to attack her but apparently that was a detriment to her in some way yeah i don't understand that i'm like hey i'm gonna come to another race because those crazy people tried to kill you that's weird (laughs) <laughs> like I said, they seem to be fine with this. So they learn, the family learns that the grand prize is $100,000 in coupons and other assorted items. Tacos. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's so many coupons and shit. Man, that's a lot of money. And coupons and tacos and shit. Uh, you know, what, what do you do? So that night, they set up a trap for old Pepper. And Holly is singing with the choir. And Nick is with the marching band, the twenty-piece marching band, <laughs> and and Joy is it just sounds like a hundred. Oh yeah, they sounded gigantic. I wonder what school that was, or was it just kids that could play in March? Probably UCLA or USC. They're the ones that typically end up in movies. oh in stuff. Yeah, they're like, hey, yeah. can we get the drum line? It's almost never an actual high school band. It's just like college kids. Yeah, college is easier. Yeah, and they know what they're doing. And Usually. they can figure out the thing really quickly. Yeah, because they're probably already recording stuff, so they get the whole that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I write, the family catches Pepper and gets her ring. That's what I wrote. That's like 10 minutes of this movie. Pepper gets snatched up in a bear trap really, really quick. They win. Hooray. Um, And then Black Santa pops up. And once again, this is a thing in this world. Oh. Did you mention her, Holly, sending the letter off with Pip? She sends a letter when, as soon as they take Pip and the others from the um, Kringles Mm -hmm. from the store, that night, Holly, right? That's the little girl? Yeah. Yeah. Holly sneaks out of the house with Pip and they put a letter in the mail to Santa. Oh, cool. It's very important. (laughs) Must have looked away. I was like, Santa just popped up for no reason. Good for him. So... Like I was saying, this town does not give a shit about magic. It seems to be an ongoing thing because Black Santa pops up and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Santa. Not like a, holy shit, Santa's real. It's more like a, oh, hey, it's Greg. What up, Greg? And just Santa's there. And I'm like, do they, is Santa real in this world? Like, maybe magic is a thing and they don't really give a fuck anymore. like one person to break the fourth wall and be like, 
the fuck are y'all seeing this yeah and nobody was really like that it seems like this is a ongoing normal thing that santa claus can pop up yeah i was like okay that's fine with me i guess so (laughs) i forgot to bring it up but the pentatonics the actual group they are also figurines and they just hop in in random spots and sing uh that's their thing in this movie yeah they cover up a lot of the would-be cuss words with follow la la la's and anytime someone brings up a line from a song they jump in with the song yeah yeah and actually all their names are christmas songs so they sing it then but yeah that's their job in this movie so unfortunately i looked at my clock and i was like damn there's still like 20 something minutes left where's the shoe drop well pepper says i changed the rules because i'm evil (laughs) technically there weren't five rings you assholes uh you didn't listen to the song correctly they're actually and then nick is he you know goes inside of himself into the into his brain and he's like there are 40 rings because if you sing the 12 days of christmas the right way the long stupid way you actually say every line you repeat it it's just it just builds up it's like a pyramid yeah and so there are 40 golden rings to get and they are within like what the last 30 minutes or something like it was they were running low on time um i wrote madness ensues on candy cane lane yeah everyone's running everywhere there are multiple birds flying everywhere people are getting attacked joy saves a lady from some birds and oh shit it's a scout from north carolina good for you joy (laughs) and that's it that's that's how they deal with her side story nick gets his drumline friends and they have a drumline off and actually like they were like marching forward and hitting yeah. on their drums. This was actually terribly done. He's like, I got to get those rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not what rings. It's hey, go drum closer to them. I got to get those rings. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the easier thing to do would have just been like, hey, band kids. The, all these people have rings on them. Go get them. Yeah. But then you one miss band, out on the song. Down. They would have gone. They would have went and got it. That's like Greg. If he was drum major, I ran up. I'm like. Uh, though that drum line in front of you is magic, and I need help. Greg's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you right now?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. Just help me." <laughs> Otis, are you on drugs? Give this whole Maybe. team beliefs in magic, and they don't give a fuck when the yeah. magic happens. So they didn't care. Yeah, they helped instantly. Uh, they had a drum line off. It was cool, I guess. And Nick grabs the rings from the drum line, and they turn the cardboard, and they're like, "Yeah," and everyone goes about their day. Like I said, people turn the cardboard a lot in this movie. So. The 12 drummers drumming, right? Mm-hmm. So Chris, unfortunately, gets turned into a figurine. Well, because Holly... Oh, Pepper, yeah. Pepper goes to the clock tower, which is like the timer for this whole contract that Chris has stolen and put in his garage. And she sneaks in and she moves the minutes hand on the clock up ahead like five full minutes. So the clock tower rings eight o'clock. And it's actually only 7.55. Yeah. So uh, Magic just said, fuck it. I guess that's right. And he turns to a figurine. Good thing there are other figurines around to help him out. And they hop into a car. And they drive around. So it's like gremlins, like in the Barbie car, driving Mm -hmm. full speed. Uh, It was pretty cool. So uh, the family, they get enough gold rings to win because they were too short. And (laughs) I had a joke. I can't think of a too short song. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to throw something in. Anyway, they were too 
gold rings short, but then they realize, oh, our wedding rings. Hooray. I couldn't do that. I don't have a gold ring. So same. I just, I guess I would just punch Pepper in the face and try to run off, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm fucked. But uh, the whole time, you see Holly and other people tell Santa, like, can you help us? And he does help. And Pepper's he like, that's not ways. fucking fair. Like, I cheated them fair and square, Santa. Like, you shouldn't be helping them. And Santa's like, but I'm good. I have to. Also, and you're a cheater. <laughs> Cheaty cheat cheats. But she did get him up front the right way. She she got him good. They didn't want to read paper. So she did get him up front. But then she cheated hardcore later. Yeah, because so. she convinced him not to read it. He was going to read it. And she convinced him. Yeah. No, don't. You, you're fine. You're, nah, that's stupid. You don't need to read that. That's <laughs> dumb. Yeah, that's stupid. Get out of here. So Chris gets his body back. Hooray. The family loves each other. And then Holly wishes for the figures to get their bodies back hooray because the wish of a child is like the strongest a, thing the strongest thing is a true christmas miracle it's like stronger than a gun probably in this world you probably yeah, yeah. And also the pentatonics get the human bodies uh the other figurines aren't happy about that because they i assume they sing all the time so uh, later on you see them just like fuck they're with us and they're singing uh chris gets peppermint that's her full name that's her government name old store and she gets turned into a figurine by santa claus and taken back to the north pole to and i quote scoop up reindeer dookie that's gonna be her job for her. that'll be her job next if she doesn't cause any trouble as an ornament oh damn that's fucked up <laughs> she's not even she's not even up to the level of picking up dookie no, her that's your job, that's what you aspire to that's your promotion her first job is ornament her next job is reindeer dookie damn that's fucked up <laughs> and that ladies and gentlemen is Candy Cane Lane. Oh, did you mention the fact that uh at some point Chris like forgives his family and for everything or like agrees that his daughter can go to whatever school oh, she wants yeah. to go to. You know, and everyone that, lightens up. Yeah, and that the son can do music. Like, you got a gift, son. You should be in music. That's fine. But you still got to keep up your grades. Yeah, learn how to like, count, my dude. Yeah, but he knows how to count as long as he does it to music. It's fine. Yeah. That's why it's revealed it's revealed that he wins the contest before the credits and then mid credits, it's revealed that he is the new owner of the pop up shop that Pepper was over. Yeah. Yeah. Not a year round job, but whatever. Yeah. And then Pip, one of the figurines, I guess uh I assume he got snatched up a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. So his whole family's probably dead and gone. Absolutely. And uh he didn't have anywhere to really go. So he is well, having dinner with the family, but I assume he's probably going to stay close by or yeah. Chris will build him a room. I, I don't know how that works, but yeah. Uh, They're about to have an open room. Yeah. So. I for sure thought about that. I was like, oh, his family's dead. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, Robin Thede and Chris Red, their characters, um, he was dressed up like a, um, uh, I think a cable guy. I think that's what his outfit was. He was no, 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 no. He had a hard hat on. Lamp lighter. Oh, no, when he got out of that Oh, form, yeah, he was a construction worker. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I can't remember Robin Thede's she out. Just, she was a normal outfit. Normal clothes. She, so was, just gor- they got she was just gorgeous. Gorgeous yeah. Robin Thede. Oh, yeah. So I, I assume they got snatched up recently-ish, because they were talking about Barbie and other stuff, like, recently. But Pip was the old school voice. So, Katie, who was your favorite character or favorite thing about Candy Kane Lane? My favorite thing about this movie was the originality. Like I said before, when I was talking about it, this movie 
goes in a direction that not a lot of other Christmas movies have ever done before. Um, I really like the incorporation of the 12 Days of Christmas. Um, I think that was super creative and interesting and the way that they brought it in with the different um like wood pieces yeah was great um when the different wood pieces were missing and then he was getting those phone calls from the birds it was like what the fuck is going on and then he took the rings and the turtle doves turned into wood and i was like oh shit so it's like a puzzle and he's putting them all back like that was really um interesting and creative so i really liked that aspect of this movie greg Thing or character? What? Either one. So your favorite character or your favorite aspect of the movie. I felt like there were multiple duos that worked worked really well and bounced really well dialogue wise off of each other and had a good uh, had a good chemistry where their relationships were very believable. Um, for one, Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross felt like a very legitimate married couple um yes could it, i could definitely use that in other films for sure i feel like they played very well off of each other um we didn't mention them much apparently el segundo not even just all of los angeles but el segundo has its own hyper local broadcast of all these festivities <laughs> and and the two hosts uh played by timothy simons of uh, veep fame and danielle pinnock i feel like they worked together very very well i especially enjoyed the uh i believe it was when De- when pinnock's character kit says oh look it's it's black santa simons goes well i don't see color well what color is that nutcracker behind you white and she just gives this look to the camera as they have to like <laughs> break the, break so the fourth funny. wall and she just looks at the camera like yeah Y- y'all hear this? Y'all, y- 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 y'all hear this, right? Uh, lo- love their dynamic. They did very well together. And then the- our two figurines played by Robin Thetis Cordelia and Chris Red as Gary felt like, though, you know, there's always there's in so many films are these two characters that have this clear. It's a love hate frenemy animosity, but really I'm attracted to you and I really have feelings for you type of deal. And that's definitely what they had going back and forth as figurines. And they continue that once they turn into humans once again and have that near moment where they want to come together and kiss and realize, oh, my God, what are we doing? So I felt (laughs) I felt like there were multiple complimentary duos and complimentary back and forths between multiple sets of characters. So I think the casting I guess yeah, the casting in itself for me was was really well done. Is it me? It's you. Uh, you kind of beat me to it, but yeah, uh, it it seems like comedy. The best type of situations, it's like two people, and you can have multiple, but it seems like when two people are together, it just works good. Holly and Pip were great together. Uh, Chris and Carol, I actually Chris with any combination of his family was pretty good, but Chris and Carol were great together at the end of the movie there were uh outtakes and there was one scene they were in the car with the kids and you could tell it was all improv and stuff and chris is like oh you should ask your your mom how we met and she was like uh uh uh, we were at a party and then chris was like oh she just yells all the time that's all she does just yell and you know you were at the party girl carol you were at the party like yeah yeah then instantly tracy ellis ross is like yeah she started like copying them and everybody's laughing in the back and she says something normally she's like why do you have to yell all the time and everybody starts laughing it's just 
Yeah, that felt like an inside joke to where that where yeah. she just seems to talk loud as an actual as an actual person in real life. So <laughs> he threw that in there as a part of the dialogue. Yeah, it's just it's super funny, but it just seems like a lot of these people are comedians and they're just really good at what they do. So honestly, the the piggyback off just the casting, it was pretty solid. And I always say when you set comedians up right in movies, uh, they'll they'll come up with their own lines, really. And that's what happens in the Fridays. You know, Ice Cube is like, hey, man, you just got robbed by Evil Santa. We're just going to have the the camera rolling, but you're talking to the cops. Those lines absolutely were made up. And then the good ones are like, hey, say that again next time. It's, it, it makes no sense to try to write for people. So, Katie, who, who or what was your least favorite thing about this movie? Um, I didn't really enjoy Chris Red's character, Lamplighter Gary, for different parts of this movie i wouldn't say i disliked him through the whole thing but there were definitely a couple times of just the things he said i was like oh no like we're we're past that like i don't know when you got snatched up but like that's not funny and that's not yeah he was hitting on everybody he was hitting on everyone and i just i'm not a big fan of those kind of characters i know those people exist in real life and i don't like those people in real life so i don't like them on film either (laughs) (laughs) uh greg it, generally speaking, I was okay with the lack of acknowledgement that there's just nonsensical and magical things going on in this town. <laughs> in general, I I feel like they could have used um, that. Um, I guess it was the nephew of the host who kind of just took over for the weatherman. Absolutely. If there was going, if there was going to be somebody to point out, like, hey, like this isn't supposed to be happening, he could have been that person to say, "Y'all see this, right? This is not." supposed to be happening everyone's okay with this um but where it particularly bothered me was the uh the notre dame scout who chooses to completely ignore well you were running a race where there was clearly a whole bunch of nonsense going on where this race should not have even counted for anything because of this nonsense but i'm going to only focus on the quote-unquote infractions that occurred and you will never run for us and crazy (laughs) which leads me to another thing i disliked was just the general way in people carry themselves and i guess deliver bad news um (laughs) like if you're going to lay me off a few days before christmas like i don't know who that male is supposed to be in the office i i don't remember his name i don't even know really know what his 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 name was trey i don't know what his position was with that company but for him to have such little screen time, he was a complete jerk about how he laid him off. Like, well, like, I think they said that the company got bought. So I think he was like the new owner, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But there's absolutely no reason to lay anybody off that way. And if he is the new owner, then why carry yourself in that manner? And to have some sort of like, I'm supervising you as you make your way out of the building as if you no... Know, she came off completely rude as well. I've never even heard of that. Like, just <laughs> we don't have to be obnoxious and we don't have to be disrespectful about this. Um, couple that with the with the scout who's like, you know what, you will never run for us. You're crap. <laughs> like it just it felt like there were just so many, there were a handful of unlikable characters in, in the manner of how they just, you know. There is not wanting to have you around, and then there's not wanting to have you around in an unnecessarily disrespectful way. So, 
<laughs> I probably got transported into some sort of actual life scenarios in that sense, more than likely. Yeah. <laughs> and got way into the story at those points. But those people actually exist. So kind of a piggyback off of Greg. I mean, I said it multiple times when I was explaining the story. It just didn't make a lick of sense that people just turned into cardboard. Actual people. And everybody was like, oh, okay. And it's moved on. But going off the fact that they saw Santa Claus, Black Santa, and they were fine with it. And he wasn't like against not hiding himself or anything. He was just out there in the streets and it was just fine. Maybe this world is just they understand that Santa's real and they assume that this was some Santa related incident. Like it, it, it's cool that there is a world like that. And I think that's legit. It just let me know, man. Uh, I guess it's like uh, what the Santa Claus in that a place where they know Santa is real. Technically. No. Well, presents gets dropped off or do they think this the parents do it? In the Santa Claus. Uh, Yeah. Damn, the parents just lying. They wake up. They're like, damn, I only got like an Xbox for the kid. And it's like 17 presents. Like, oh, turn up. Well, it's like <laughs> the parents. The parents do get gifts. That's that's kind of the thing that perpetuates the idea is that like parents are also buying gifts oh, that and say the says that Santa. They Santa on them. Okay. Like parents are buying gifts that and say and write Santa on them. And then Santa puts a gift down there that also says Santa. And, you know, you might get a gift for Bella and then I might get a gift for Bella. And we didn't talk about what either one of us got Bella. So we're not going to discuss it at all. We're not even going to talk about it. So this magic gift from Santa appears and it's something that I didn't buy and it's something that you didn't buy. But we're never going to talk about it because I just assume that you're the one who bought it. Yeah. And you assume that I'm the one who bought it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that was the biggest thing. And I've said multiple times in the movie, just like, why the fuck? Like, that's magic that's super duper magic yeah oh well you know just like that scout he's just like you did bad stuff in this race uh there was a man in my way but you did bad stuff you're never racing for us i maybe i don't want to go there that scout would never do something (laughs) like that they would absolutely run that race again yeah that was crazy okay so let's do seven word synopsis only have one and it's kind of a basis of what we just said uh so this world is full of magic and uh, I was like watching the movie. I was like, damn, people are seeing this. I thought usually in movies where it's like, oh, we have to do this crazy thing. It's always like, oh, we're in an alley and it happens. No, they were out in the middle of the fucking street doing stuff. I'm like, damn, they don't give a shit. So I was a bit confused. Katie. Disgruntled elf curses dad. Family works together. And my <laughs> second one. That's legit. <laughs> Christmas decorating competition brings family strife out. Greg. Faustian bargain, Black Christmas descends on L.A. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's legit as shit. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yeah, there was a lot to it. Just like, yeah, you're kind of selling your soul, I assume. You're selling your body, really. If you don't finish it in time, like, uh, you're you're a toy now. Like, damn, that's fucked up. (laughs) So, you know, it happens every time when we do movies that are off of apps. And this one is new as shit. So there is no budget or box office. Now, me thinking that this cast is full of fucking people and just the sets and stuff, it looks good. And it's funny, sometimes when they do CG and live action movies and stuff, it can be kind of shitty. But the figurines were like, if anything, a little too shiny. They were glossy as shit, but they looked good to me. Mm -hmm. 
But um, Eddie Murphy's figurine in particular was the one that was <laughs> particularly glossy. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was like, damn, they're glossy because he's brand new. Yeah, he's been played with or touched. Yeah, but it it looked really good. So I assume they spent a pretty good amount of money on this movie. Absolutely. Um, I just don't know how much. I'm honestly kind of sad that it wasn't released in theaters because I think this movie it could have made, made some decent yeah. decent money. It's weird now, like apps and stuff. They'll come up with movies and they'd be like, uh, we'll just drop this on the on the mm. app on TV. We're just gonna stream it, it's fine. I know uh Jake Gyllenhaal, he's mad because they're doing a reboot of Roadhouse, and I think the company said they're just gonna drop it on the app. And he's like, This could actually be a movie. Can we drop it off on in theaters? And like, I don't know. So, you could make money. What are you opposed to making money? I guess some of these companies are scared that they're gonna, I don't know, Flop. make make a doo-doo ass movie. I don't know. Or you could drop them on both. Uh, that Five Nights at Freddy's that made movie is making stupid money. I think it's num- Blumhouse's number one movie ever. Well, that doesn't surprise me because kids love Five Nights know, at Freddy's. But this they... is the first Blumhouse movie that kids can actually watch. Yeah, so they so... dropped it theaters and on TV at the same time. Yeah. So you can watch it on Peacock. You can do that and be fine. Sure, they probably lost out on I don't know tens of millions by doing that. Maybe, but fuck it, man. I don't know. It's a bit silly. And this oh. is why SAG wanted a new deal. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. They don't want to pay people, so they're like, oh, we'll just drop it on the app. You have a great day. No, give me the dash, give me that streaming money. Give me, give it up. Yeah, the problem is the streaming services didn't want to pay people. Yeah. They didn't it, want to pay people They residuals. don't want to tell you how much it did. They're like, they nah. don't want to pay people residuals yeah. for streaming numbers. Yeah. Yep. Like Grey's Anatomy on um, Netflix is Grey's Anatomy has been on Netflix for, Hot I don't know, yeah. 10 years at least. And now there's almost 20 seasons. I think almost all 20 seasons are on there. Yeah, and a, like, I know a lot of people who just press play and just let that shit yeah. run in the background. Just like while they're doing things. It's like The Office. Yeah, The Office too. Shit just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. So the streaming numbers for those shows are always like fucking high as shit, but none of those actors ever see any of that money. Like if it was in syndication or reruns on TV, you would get money for those things, but people aren't getting mo- yeah. weren't getting money for uh streaming stuff, so yeah, it's it's a bit wild all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, that's why people are fighting for more money because they sure want to pay you the least amount with the most amount of work. Yeah. So, uh, I was gonna say minority kill count. Uh, there weren't any. Oh, what? What? The wrong month for that, right? Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know. The, the cardboard cutouts, I guess. I don't know. Stop drinking my water. You get out of here, cat. So, does anybody have anything else to say about Candy Cane Lane before we get out of here? Nope. 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 Worth a shot. Absolutely yeah. worth a watch. Uh, I see Katie over here with a napkin and she's been writing on it this whole time. So, Katie, what do you got? I don't. <laughs> I just, I did the math of how many of each thing existed in this world when, <laughs> when Pepper was like, haha, just kidding. It's how many times you say it in the song. Okay. What do you got? So, there were 12 partridges, 22 turtle doves. 30 French hens, 36 calling birds, 40 golden rings, 42 geese a-laying, 42 swans a-swimming, 40 maids a-milking, 36 ladies dancing, which we did not see at all. It was the only one that we did not see. Maybe at the 
madness at the end maybe no there was nobody they never showed the ladies dancing the nine ladies dancing then there was 30 lords leaping 22 pipers piping and 12 drummers drumming which we saw everything except the ladies dancing yeah uh this movie had a lot of people at the end it was pretty Mm -hmm. crazy um but no this is a fun movie i don't think it's gonna be a man we gotta watch kane kane lane next year Uh, i'd rather watch um <clears throat> damn it you said the name of it greg jingle jangle Horse whitaker in it jingle jangle yeah jingle 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 lang jingle lang jingle jangle i'm the pappy <laughs> we're out of pappy keegan michael key <laughs> jingling, jingling, jingling. i feel like so far the only one that i have my only go-to as far as i have to watch at least once a year around this time is happiest season right now I was thinking about that movie recently. I was like, that was a good fucking movie. Oh, it's so good. So what good. Season? With Kristen Stewart. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> and then um, what was the other one? I, I watched Die Hard just randomly at times. And I was watching Die Hard 2. It's still technically a Christmas movie. And I was like, damn, this movie's good. We're not going to have just... that debate. <laughs> yeah. It happens at Christmas, so it's Christmas. <laughs> I've got a list and it's extensive. But the main ones that I always watch are like the Home Alones, I always watch Elf, and I always, well, now, it started last year, but I'm, I'm going to watch Spirited every year forever, because that movie was fucking oh, great. Oh, that music one, that was pretty good. It was so good. Yeah. Some good songs in it. And then that movie we watched, the spooky movie we watched. Oh, Annie of the Apocalypse? No, the one we just watched. Oh, Deadly uh, Games. Deadly Games, that's going on the list, too. Yeah, that too. was pretty fun. That was pretty that's fun. on the list. Yeah. Every That's a every year going to watch. <laughs> okay. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the fourth episode of our Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> This Christmas. <laughs> One of these times, Greg, um, we're gonna have to just uh reenact that um that Mr. Hanky scene. <laughs> <laughs> have Katie be uh uh Kyle's dad. <laughs> I'm just Kyle. <laughs> It's 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 the key change that gets me. (laughs) He just gets like ten times louder. (laughs) He's screaming.